What up? Welcome in to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by iFilm Cinema. Cinema for This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen or you get your podcast. My name is Aaron. My name is Aaron Cross. My name is Kyler Durham. Sitting across from me is Aaron Cross. Thank God I'm Kyler Durham and not Aaron Cross. Aaron, what's going on? Oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing. Um, I have some hot, some hot, juicy things that have been occurring in my life. Okay. So first, um, I have written down diet. It's okay. not a diet. That's right. what I'm going to start doing okay. as well as with Brittany. And it's not a New Year's resolution because that's not how that works. Hey, yoga. No. Oh, dang it. So the last two days, the solid food that I've had was I had some ramen today. All right. Brittany. Oh. What? You sent me a, a video of it, didn't you? Uh, yeah, kombucha. Yeah. Kombucha. I had a kombucha um, today. Uh, the other day. They're disgusting. Yeah. I've had, I, I drink kombucha. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're gross, aren't they? I like it. They're gross. No, I did like you, it. Did you drink the stoby or the, the probiotic at the bottom? Yeah. I didn't drink that part. Yeah, I did. I didn't. But I drank the whole thing. So my new... Uh, it's not really a diet. I'm just going to start doing it because okay. Brittany's going to do it. So every morning, she makes us each a smoothie. Okay. Then for lunch, she makes us a smoothie. Okay. I drink a kombucha. Or, yeah, a kombucha at some point during the day. And then for dinner, I'm sure I'll eat just eat something normal or something light. Yeah. And that's my new thing now. Okay. Is I'm going to start doing smoothies a bunch. Which, because... She makes like so. The way she makes them, it's a. They're actually pretty good, but she uses like so. She puts like flax seed, uh, maca seed, uh, acai seed, or whatever it's pronounced. Acai. I don't know. She'll correct me when she hears this. Acai seed or whatever in it. Um, blueberries, strawberries, avocado, uh, mixed berries. Um, she does put some chocolate chips in them. Chocolate chip. She put like a banana or something like that in it. Some eggs and almond milk. Just, you know, different variations of stuff, you know? And then she'll mix all that up, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, like, most people, like, don't like that stuff. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah. And I'll probably buy some, like, some, some form of protein tonight to have her toss into mine or toss into both of ours. Yeah. So we're going to start doing that. And I'm going to drink, I bought six bottles of uh, kombucha. So. it's. I mean, it's not tasty stuff. Yeah, it's not, but. It also smells like vinegar. Yeah, it tastes like vinegar. It tastes like apple cider vinegar. Yeah. But what flavor was yours? Uh the ginger. Okay. It was gross. I had a well, Brittany was drinking on one that was like a berry kind of. It was like the red one. Yeah, mixed berry. Whatever it was. Mixed it was, berries. All right. It uh, I had good. a green apple one the other There's day. There's one of those in there. That one Definitely tastes like apple cider vinegar. At the worst. Oh yeah, absolutely. I haven't had that one yet. But <laughs> it's the worst. One. I pulled the first bottle out. We're outside playing with the boys today, and I I pull a bottle out, and she goes, "I tell her I'm going to get one," and she goes, "Make sure you pick a good one." Yeah. First off, they're rough. What we didn't know was there's no good ones. They all suck. But I feel very different. Like my stomach. Yeah. Well, like a lot of people don't know this. Um, I do have a little bit of stomach issues. Not okay. bad. Like my grandma has real has bad bad like a bad stomach. My mom has stomach problems as well. So like my brother can't eat pizza. Like we thought for the longest time he was just being a dickhead because I like pizza. Yeah, marinara sauce upsets his stomach. 
It does. Okay, then. Marinara sauce and a bunch of cheese messes with his stomach and gives him indigestion and gives him heartburn. Pepto-Bismol. That's what I told him. But, <laughs> but he can do Alfredo, so he gets Alfredo pizza. Okay. But um, there's certain foods, like anytime I would eat Pizza Hut, I know I'm going to be on the toilet later. Okay, then. So hopefully kombucha will fix my stomach problems. Maybe. It says it does, and it's got a lot of probiotics in it. It does. So it was interesting. I'm going to start doing that now. We'll see how long that goes. Okay. But I'm hoping to continue to do it every day because if Brittany's doing it, well, I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying I don't have a choice, but if it's in front of me, I mean, I'm going to do it with her. Yeah. Like if she wants a smoothie every morning to eat healthier and then a smoothie for lunch, I'll do that too. It's yeah. not a big deal, but actually not too bad. Pretty tasty. So we'll see how long that happens. We'll see how long that goes. I'll let you know. I'll let the, the listeners know how long I continue to do that. And the, uh, positive, feedback i can give if it if it is positive yeah but i did have some ramen earlier <laughs> okay <laughs> which i've ate ramen right after i drink kombucha so it's probably gonna tear up my stomach probably probably but no i and then also i'm not gonna drink soda anymore i know it's wild because i love soda i love coke but i'm just gonna drink water and powerade i'm trying to think the last time i had no i had a soda yesterday uh, I don't drink soda a lot. I really don't either. I drink tea. I drink the only tea, soda I ever drink is if I go to like Waterburger. Yeah, yeah, which me is too. But it's Sprite, so uh, that's not horrible. Yeah, I don't. Other than that, though, it's just a sugar. Yeah, but if an IBC cream soda oh, those appears are in good. front of me, yeah, those are good. You best believe. I will drink that mother sucker down. <laughs> mother sucker. <laughs> you should start doing that. You should drink a kombucha every single day. It's rough. I take a shot of apple cider vinegar every morning. Really? Yep. Well, my new thing that I'm going to I'm like I said, I'm going to start doing it. I get my... That's well, why I can go to bed at 3 o'clock and wake up at 6.30. That kombucha or the apple cider vinegar? Both. I don't know. Well, I I take a little like, gummy vitamin about this big. Yeah. Eat that while I'm eating, drinking my smoothie in the morning. Yeah. Have my kombucha at some point during the day. Have my smoothie for lunch. There you go. But I need to not do ramen. That was... yeah. Uh, Is ramen horrible for you? It sits in your stomach. I know that. Your body has a hard time digesting it. I'm not sure. It's got like no nutritional value though. It's like you're eating rice. Yeah. It's like you're eating rice. But so um, what have you been up to? Apple cider vinegar, kombucha. Like I was saying, it's what makes me a... A machine? Yeah. It makes me a strong 25-year-old that requires no sleep and motivation. You require have no motivation? No. I have a bunch of motivation. What makes me be able to go to sleep at 2.30, 3 o'clock, and wake up at 6.30 with no alarm? Because, like I said, I said this to you a minute ago, success isn't made 9 to 5 at your normal work days. Success is made on your off days and on Friday and Saturdays and late nights when your friends are out partying. And everyone you like doing stuff with is out doing their own thing, but you're perfecting your craft. It's very true. Yeah. Um, also, that thing of, uh, what is it? I think Peyton sent said me this. That? Who? That quote. That quote. Uh, someone said Stanley Kubrick said it, but I don't think so. I think it's. At first, they said Stanley Cooper. I was like, is no. that Bradley Cooper's old brother? No. Or? I don't know exactly who it is. Someone said Stanley Kubrick said it, but I don't think that's true. I think it was someone else. But Peyton sent me another thing the other day, which was, it's a Steve Harvey thing that he said. Um, but I've seen this time, I saw this years ago, which is sort of 
I guess, sort of where I got it from, but said rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I heard That's that. That's one third of your life. You can't have rich people can't afford to sleep at eight hours a day, which is very true. Yeah, that is true. But you also have like businesses and stuff that you're running if you're rich. So most of the time, not all the time, but most uh, of the time. Yeah. Um, like my YouTube that? icon, Casey Neistat. Yeah. Go to bed at one, wake up at five every day. Makes a, well, he used to make a vlog every day, which I can only imagine how tiring that is. Making a story every single day. Then, edit, then editing it, then doing the same thing and making sure you have something planned out the next day that would keep viewers, you know, enticed. That's what I was getting at. This is not a topic we have. Who watches those? Watches what? Who watches a, like, how long is it, like 20 minutes? Casey's are normally around, like, eight. Eight minutes? Yeah. Who watches, like, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to do it. Oh, I hate what I'm about to do. Okay. <sighs> Jake and Logan. See, okay. So they vlog theirs, every day. So on theirs, they don't need more, but on they theirs. They did. On theirs, I, it's sort of sort of in the same category of like David Dobrik almost. Who watches that stuff? I don't like their style of vlogging because it's it's skit vlogging, if that makes any sense. Like they. Yeah, they have things planned. They have things planned. Like they, they you know, they act in it. Yeah. Basically. Casey's, I like Casey's, and I think why Casey is like. When you, I mean, if you really want to break it down, Casey is the the king of modern vlogging. Like, before him, it was people on their phones or, like, a little handheld camera. Casey was the first one to get a DSLR camera and, you know, set up B-roll shots and time lapses. And, you know, he's walking around New York City with a giant DSLR camera on a gorilla pod. He was the first one yeah. to do that. Put a mic on it to make it sound like a like good quality. And I think why people like his so much is because it's not there is no there's no plan. It's it's literally just him throughout the day. But it helps that he is such an interesting person already. Like what he does throughout his day is so I think in some magazine years ago they called him a pro, a, a professional fun haver. Yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah, but but when you think of it, he, that's what he was. He, you know, he has, he does TED talks and stuff like that. So he's going to do it like for, he did a TED talk in like Germany. So when he flies to Germany, he flies, uh, Emiratus or Emirates. Yeah. Well, when they see Casey Neistat bought a plane ticket, Emirates has the most expensive first class seat in the world. So to get them free publicity, it's not really free. I mean, they gave him a free upgrade to that plane seat, but they know he's going to make a video of it. Yeah, he's going to record it. So in return, that gets Casey a bunch of views. It's like a mutual thing. Yeah, and they get seen like, they oh. Get, exactly. Is, yeah. So I think that's why people like Casey's the most is because it's not like Jake and Logan or David Dobrik or any of these other people that have certain things planned out throughout the day, almost like a almost like a TV show almost. Casey's wasn't like that. It's just like, you know, you know what he does. He gets up in the morning. You know, like Casey's vlogs, there's certain things that aren't going to change. He gets up in the morning and he goes for a, like a 10-mile run. That's horrible. He just likes running. Yeah. I mean, he's I can extreme, run a three-mile run. He's 38 and he's extremely healthy. That dude looks yeah. like a beast. Um, but 
that's not going to change. You know what his his B roll shots are going to be to set up because he was a filmmaker first. All these other guys were Vine or like Vine people first. Yeah, Casey was a filmmaker first, so he understands that type of that establishing shot of like, okay, so I'm I'm about to go run. I'm going to set my phone up over here, do a time lapse of the sky and these boats moving across the water. Then I'll run into the scene. So he sets it up like a like a movie. Yeah, that's what I think made it. Every so, day is a movie. Yeah, that's what a made short it. like a short film. Exactly, I think that's what made it so popular. I just I, me personally, and I'm I feel like I'm in the majority, but I guess not because I was got a bunch of views. I just don't find any. I I don't want to watch somebody else's day. If that makes any sense, I've got too much going on in my life I to think worry about. Another thing is that people like to live vicariously through. Yeah, that's true. And I don't understand that through, like, Jake and Logan's thing. I live vicariously through LeBron. But I can understand Casey's because I think Casey's, when you, like, Jake and Logan's story, like, their life story, not a lot of people relate to it. They just got famous on Vine. It's happening. Casey, for instance, had a kid at 15. Yeah. Dropped out of high school. Worked really hard. Did mom ditch. Yeah, mom ditched. He moved to... New York with a kid at 16 by himself and he basically like through his own willpower he made a successful person out of himself made a company called Beam sold it to they CNN sold, for 25 yeah. million dollars and now he's a not even a YouTuber but he is he makes YouTube videos once every every now and then but like he uploaded one on the first of the year called um, where does time go or something like that. And when you watch the video, you're like, oh, man, this guy's actually really smart for someone who didn't finish. Has a limited education. Exactly. But he has a lot of life experience. Yeah. So I think that's why people like I don't know his style more because it's more there's always there's a story behind each one. Yeah. And there's something you can learn from it. If that if that makes any sense. Yeah. His just aren't like Jake and Logan's and Davis is just doing nonsense. Like, when you watch Casey's, you're just like, oh, okay, I understand why you think this way. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I know why my stomach's thinking the way it is, that kombucha. <laughs> like, it doesn't hurt. It's just, like, I feel, like, different. Yeah. Sense. I feel revigorated. Okay. Um, I said I live vicariously through LeBron. Yeah. This does have to do with LeBron, actually. Allow me to reintroduce myself. myself. My, my name's name Braun. <laughs> you know who Mikey Williams is? You do? Mm-hmm. Number one freshman in the world, not the yeah. country, in the world. LeBron's kids' team lost the other night. Did they really? Mm-hmm. With Maki on it? Wait. His high school team or his AAU team? His high school team. Oh, wait, who'd they lose to? Uh, starts with an M, but they went and played at... St. Vincent, St. Mary's. No, they won that game. They played at... Uh, they played in an NBA arena. I forgot who it was, but... Uh, I think it's the Timberwolves. I think they played in Minnesota, and Minnesota Timberwolves lose to Minnehaha Academy. Minnehaha Academy, seventy-eight to fifty-eight. Yeah, Sierra Canyon sell out T Wolves. Yeah, outsell T Wolves. Oh my lord, Bronny James and Sierra Cannon outsell the Timberwolves at Minnesota's arena. Yeah, holy so right crap. now, Minnesota Timberwolves fans, uh, the arena is averaging less than fifteen thousand people per game. They sold it out last uh, the other Jesus. night. Jesus, yeah, that's insane. Hold on, I'm kind of curious about who's on this team that beat them. 
Yeah, um, that the Sierra Canyon team is stacked. The the Minnehaha Academy and Minnesota Redhawks handled Sierra Canyon seventy eight to fifty eight in their Chipotle Clash of Champions matchup at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, playing in front of fourteen thousand, um, over sixteen thousand fans in attendance. Jalen Suggs for the Minnesota team, twenty three points. The senior point guard announced his commitment to Gonzaga on Friday night, and sported a Gonzaga hoodie during pregame warmups. Um, I'm really confused about. What did LeBron and Zaire do? They do anything? They're fifteen and two. Do you know that? Both losses coming within the last week. Yeah. Huh. Sierra Cannon next plays the Rancho Christian, who actually beat them 85-81 to 81 on Monday. That's interesting. Anyway, um, what, I, what I was getting at here was uh, I watched a video from uh, Mike Corzimba, a YouTuber that I like, and he's talking about Mikey Williams, about how he's, like, better than Bronny, better than LeBron's son, Bronny. And he just talks about how um, Mikey Williams, if you like basketball and you like young, like if you're a person that likes to look at young prospects, check out Mikey Williams, like his his old highlight tape he's got as a freshman already. But uh, he plays um, San, I don't know how you pronounce his name, San Sidaro High School in California. He's considered the top player in the 2023 recruiting class and has offers from already a bunch of Division One schools as a freshman. He also plays on Bronny's uh, AAU team. Okay. And he's the best player on Bronny's AAU team. Nice. So it's not Bronny's AAU team. It's, it's, Mikey's, Mikey's. it's Mikey Williams' AAU team. And apparently even LeBron's been like, this dude's a monster. Oh. Like, this kid's going to be good. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. I watched that, uh, cool. a video about him, and he's a he's a beast. That's pretty cool. This dude, so he drives. There's a there's a clip of him. It's real short, but he drives the basket, and he does like this Michael Jordan like clutches the ball, yeah, and then spins with the ball in his hand like a windmill, kind of, but not really, but with one hand. Ew! He rocked the cradle. Yeah, he rocked the cradle. Basically. It's gross. And he's like how tall? I think he's like six one. And he's a freshman, so he'll grow. Oh yeah. He's 15 years old. Hold on, I'm about to figure this out. I'm going to Wikipedia. He's six four. Never mind. Oh, he's, he's getting, a freshman and he's, he's six four. He's gonna be like six six probably. He's getting tall. Yeah, he's a freshman. He was born on June twenty. Brittany's birthday is June twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. He's born on June twenty sixth, two thousand four. My kid was born three years after nine eleven. This kid's a monster. That's what. That's all I know. One hundred eighty four pounds. Well, he already outweighs me. Everybody does though. Yeah. Um, you said. You said the Golden Globes were on Sunday? Uh, they were yesterday, yeah. Well, this isn't coming out. They're oh, on yeah. Sunday. They're on Sunday. They're yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. So what – I didn't really pay much attention to any Golden Globe or any I, – I haven't seen a lot of movies this year that would, or last year that would be on so the Golden me, Globe, whatever, my nominations. My dad and John John yeah. went and saw 1917. I heard that was real. I heard it was like the modern day uh, – It's awesome. Oh, crap. What, what movie am I trying to say? It's like the modern Saving Private Ryan is what yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Um, so we went and saw that on Sunday. Um, and it's wild. It's like, it's really strange. Um, there's only a very few cuts in the movie, and they're not noticeable. So it's filmed straight through. Basically, yeah. Wow. Um, like, there's a part where, like, there's an explosion, 
and it goes black. So obviously they probably cut there. Yeah. But it's because they used film to record on. It wasn't digital. They filmed it. So uh, I think I, my dad was telling me that in that scene where there was an explosion and it went black, the only reason they cut there is because they had to change the roll of film. Or they would have kept going. So it just like timed out perfect. Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, that one best picture for the drama category. Okay. The Golden Globes. Um, I feel like a lot of these are going to be pretty obvious. Self, yeah, obvious. Yeah. Best um, self-explanatory, but yeah, obvious. Best picture in drama. Uh, the nominees were 1917, The Irishman. On Netflix? Yeah. Okay, I've heard that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's got Joe Pesci, uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, yep. Basically like a... Shoot, what's the... Uh, uh, I'm about to get crucified because I don't know this movie. What the heck's the name of that movie? Um, uh, the good is it is it Goodfellas? I think so. Yeah yeah, 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 Goodfellas. It's basically like a modern Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. Um, 1917, The Irishman, Joker, The Two Popes. The Two Popes. What is that? I think it's on Netflix too. And Marriage Story, which okay. I think is on Netflix. What's Joker? Huh? So what's what's oh, Joker? Yeah. <laughs> uh, best Picture Comedy Slash Musical. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won that one. I heard that was good. I still haven't seen that. It's fantastic. Best director obviously went to Sam Mendes for 1917. Okay, so they kind of they kind of took the Golden Globes, didn't they? Um, 1917. I think they only won two. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. Okay, makes sense. Obviously. Um, oh, who's that? Longview, Texas, huh? Mm. <laughs> uh, best actress went to. Uh, Judy. Uh, I went to Renee Zellweger. Zellweger oh, Renee Zellweger for, um, yeah, from Judy. What the heck? Oh, what else is she in? No, I've idea. heard that name before. That's why I knew exactly. Hold on. And then best actor in the comedy comedy and musical went to Taryn Egerton from Rocket Man. Okay, he played a good old Elton. Oh man, I'm upset. Knives Out had some Knives Out with uh Daniel Craig. Yeah, did I do good. He was a uh, he was nominated for best actor and that movie was nominated for uh, best picture. Didn't win, but he got nominated. Ren- Renee Zellweger is in Bridget Jones Diary. But that's uh, that's not where I know her from. You know how I know her? How? She's married to Kenny Chesney. Okay then. Yeah, that's the only reason I know. Her. Um, I was like, I I'm sitting here thinking, who is she married to? Yeah, can you trust Let's me? see here. Best Supporting Actor. So Al Pacino was nominated for The Irishman. Tom Hanks was nominated for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I want to see that. Joe Pesci. Joe uh, Pesci. Pesci was nominated for The, <laughs> the Irishman. Irishman. Yeah, he's good. And Anthony Hopkins was nominated for two, The Two Popes. And Brad Pitt won with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What else is... Uh Oh, what's the guy's name you said? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. What else has Anthony Hopkins been in? A lot. Like what? Like what's a, no I'm about to look that up because I there's a movie that I'm thinking of that I can see his face in. Um, Anthony Hopkins. Let's figure this out. Um, it's a Welsh actor. Oh, come on. Just show me his movies. Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. thinking of Hannibal. Um, He's also then, in Fracture. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino won Best Screenplay for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know why I... Okay. Why? Anthony Hopkins plays... um, What the hell is his name in Thor? He's his dad. The god of whatever. Oh! Yeah, that's Anthony Hopkins. That's what I was thinking of. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's... um, 
Damn it. What is his name? Hold on. I'm about to just look up Thor's dad. Thor's dad. Odin. He's Odin. Oh, okay. Great Odin's Raven. Best original score, so the best original music in a movie. Joker. Joker. the, The soundtrack. And that is amazing. Pretty solid. It's a good movie. Best foreign language film went to Parasite, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard it was like one of the best movies of 2019. Parasite? Yeah. Apparently it's really what good. What language is it in? Uh, I'm not sure. So it's all in a different language? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, best animated feature. So the, if you could guess what the, the, the nominees were, what would you say? For what? Best animated movie. Or best animated feature. Came out last year. I don't even know animated movies that came out last year. Uh, uh, how about that spy movie with Will Smith and the oh, no. he's a bird? <laughs> that looks pretty. Or that looks pretty good. Um, the Lion King was nominated. Oh, okay, that. How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, those are. Nominated. Have you seen those? Those are great. I love Frozen those. Two. Frozen was nominated. Two. Very good. Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four One. And this movie called Missing Link. You know Missing one? Link. Like as in Link, like Zelda Link, or no? I don't know what it's about. Missing uh, probably, Link One. Probably Missing Link One. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then TV I saw parts stuff. of Frozen too. It's actually pretty good. Um, that's really about it. Then there's TV series, but a lot of stuff went to uh, the HBO series Chernobyl, which I have been watching that, and it's really good. It's really cool. Mm. <laughs> you know what I've been watching? It's really about it. <laughs> You're, the Oscars? You know what I've been watching? Here's the difference in in your culture and my culture. You're yeah. more cultured than me. Okay. <laughs> I've been watching Ancient Aliens on Netflix. And when Brittany and the kids go to bed, I watch a Drake and Josh on Hulu. That's what I've been watching is Drake and Josh and Ancient Aliens. Oh, yeah? Drake and Josh is a classic. Drake says, are you calling me a liar? And Josh says, I'm not calling you a truther. <laughs> and he says, Josh tells Drake, I hope you go bald. And Drake says, I hope they cancel Oprah. Greatest show of all. That's, that's the best show of all time. Drake and Josh. Name something better. I'll wait. Okay. Name a better show than Drake and Josh. I'll wait. I can't think of one. Exactly. Not Friends. Friends is garbage. Um, oh, Jesus. What else? I'm looking, I, don't, I don't know. Drake and Josh is amazing. I'm looking at the Oscars, like the list of uh, Oscar nominations. Yeah. And see, Oscars 2020, the nominees. Um... Who's nominating? What uh, the heck? This doesn't tell on. me anything. We have a lot of silence. The best actor category, Joaquin Phoenix, Adam Driver, Antonio Banderas. I like Antonio Banderas. He is a Zorro. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Joaquin in that. In what? In Best Actor. Best Actor? Yeah, Joaquin. Yeah, I'll take Joaquin in that. I'm trying to text. Hold on. When you get on, please put the line on. I'm trying to be almost. <laughs> Dang it. And I'll... Almost. There we go. All right. There's a lot of silence here. I'll I'll be uh, the B-roll. I'll be the filler here. Okay. Um, While you're looking up those... Um, we're gonna run out of topics here, but because I can talk about this one for a while. What is it? You haven't heard the news? No. 
Okay. Well, to all the people out there, we are recording this on Monday, January 6th. Okay? Dallas Cowboys have a new head coach. Oh, yeah. It's Mike McCarthy. Yep. Packers coach last year. Yep. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers beefed with him. Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag. Yep, I knew that. I saw that this morning. What do you think? About time. <laughs> About time what? That he got rid of Jason Garrett. I mean, they just didn't renew his contract. They let him They let him uh, coach out his contract, but... um. I've heard some people on the, on the radio talk about it's a good hire, it's a bad hire. The main concern is that he has never – Mike McCarthy has never been top ten in rush attempts per game. And when asked about that in his interview, <laughs> you know what he told uh, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones? No. Well, I've never had a running back like Ezekiel Elliott before. Basically saying that will change. Yeah. But – I don't know. Um, he's going to get some of his own staff in there. Okay. So I'm looking forward. I think next year's going to be a decent year. We say that every year. We'll win 11 yeah. games. Yeah. Whatever. We'll, I'm not going to make any predictions on how many games they're winning. Oh. I'm not doing any of that stuff. But I'm looking forward to having a new coach. Of course, Dallas said that, that they wanted a guy with NFL head coaching experience, which knocks Urban Meyer out of the uh, out of the candidacy. Yeah. I, I would have liked Urban Meyer, but – they only interviewed Marvin Jones, who's been the Bengals coach, which that was an odd thing because they always made the playoffs, but they always lost in the yeah. first round. And then Mike McCarthy. Those are yeah. the only two people they interviewed. I have a question. This so. goes back to the Golden Globes. Okay. You know who Ricky Gervais is? Yeah. Did you hear his speech? I saw a thing on uh, news that was like Ricky, Ricky Gervais' speech. What, 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 how'd that, like, what was? I'll let you listen to it real quick. Can we play that? Ricky, Ricky yeah, Gervais. Yeah, we, we can play it. Why? Okay, so... Accept your award. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Here you go. Tom Hanks' reaction. 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. He's being Um, serious, isn't he? I'm joking. I never did. Let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no. Shush. It's her her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This true. show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. Oh, my Lord. It was a big for paedophile movies. Um, Surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. The Irishman was amazing. Long, but amazing. Um, It wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. 
Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So <laughs> we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent. If you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Oh. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, <gasps> if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. And, and F off. So, wow. Accept your little award, thank your God, and F off. Wow. Ricky Gervais went off. Yeah. He's, he's also not drinking, wrong. He was also drinking a beer up there whenever he gave this speech. He's not wrong. Is he's he not, wrong? No. I'm dude, <laughs> I hated. Good hated. lord. Hated. I'm sure he you, went off. I almost almost threw you under the bus. I'm gonna do it anyway. What? I'm sure you you loved it. I'm sure you loved Meryl Streep up there. Was it last year or the year before? Giving her a long ass speech about our world, our country. You know what? Giving her a liberal political You know what? Not a big fan of Meryl Streep. I don't like her either. But she has a couple good movies. But mm. like as like actor, like as far as like being an actress, like as people like oh Meryl Streep's the goat. No, I don't think not. so. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at one second. Leonardo DiCaprio's the goat. Ah, who's the best actor actress? Actress, actor, actress, just either. Um, let's see. I'm a really big fan of, well, obviously, Leo and Brad. They're really good. Joaquin Phoenix is good in all of his movies. You have Walk the Line, Her, obviously Joker. Um, um, You know what? Now that I think about it, I'm looking at Meryl Streep movies. There's only like two of them that I like. Which ones? I don't really like any of them. Um, the Devil Wears Prada is okay, but that has Anne Hathaway in it, so Anne Hathaway makes that movie. And uh, then uh, Kramer versus Kramer. I haven't seen that. That's it. Yeah. Um, but she's in. Good Lord, she's in everything. Yeah. When I say who my favorite, who I think the best actor is, people are going to be like, who is that first off, and are you an idiot? Because he hasn't been in anything else. You know what my favorite movie is of all time? I've told you a billion times. What? Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, sir. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Okay. It did not win Best Picture. It it was in second place behind Forrest Gump. It's that old. Not that old. What, 91-ish? I'm about to look that up. It's the Shawshank Redemption. That's a good one. Yeah, I think it's 91. I'm about to oh, look. Oh, Robert De Niro. I like Robert. 1994. I was a couple years off. Um... I think the best actor of all time is Tim Robbins, and the dude's Robbins, in, the okay. dude's in like no other movies, or if he is, they're very very small parts. Tim Robbins in The Shawshank Redemption, in my opinion, is the best acting, whatever, yeah. best acting job, whatever you want to call it. In um, my opinion, ever, I think he's great. I'm looking at actors. I thought Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was right there with it. It's, he's very very good. 
But I think Tim Robbins, if if I was going to any actor, actress in their prom, and I had to get, you know, like the NBA in their prom or in NFL, what quarterback in their prom, if I had to get an actor, actress in their prom to headline my movie, it'd be Tim Robbins. It it'd be Tim Robbins. Wouldn't, get the, wouldn't have the most gross income, wouldn't do any of that stuff, but... I, I like Tim Robbins a lot. If I had to I think choose very an actor talented. to play any actor, uh, or anybody, DiCaprio. Leo's good. Uh, Christian Bale. I like yeah, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale's pretty good. Um, Brad, obviously. Ooh, I might just cha- I might have just changed my own mind. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Daniel fantastic. Craig is so great. We went and saw that 1917 movie on Sunday, and we went to this theater, the biggest theater I've ever been in in my life. Holy shit. Really? It was, Kyler, it's massive. It was huge. You walked, like when you walked into the theater, the screen itself didn't start. The bottom of the screen was a good four feet above my head. The really? bottom of the screen was a good four feet above my head. Hmm. It's ridiculous. Then there was the, the, the theater went, it didn't have an, it didn't have a horizontal, like a horizontal slant. To it, it was more like this. It's massive, hmm. but we saw the the trailer for uh, No Time to Die was one of the trailers for it before the movie started. Gonna be pretty solid. I still want to go see Uncut Gems. Also, a very solid. So movie. that didn't get nominated for anything. I, it came out too late, didn't probably, it? Probably. I imagine it'll probably get nominated for an Oscar. Maybe. Okay, yeah, probably. They didn't get nominated for a Golden Globe though. I don't. I think it probably came out too late. Yeah. Yeah. Most of those movies all come out like, well, movie season around like what is it like, mid October to early December ish, yeah. like right before. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, um, another good actor, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I'm, if you need a crazy guy, I'm a hit or miss with him, <laughs> and I always get his name mixed up with Jack Nicholas, <laughs> the, the golfer. golfer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Jack Nicholas is the great, the greatest. Uh, Actor ever, and they're like the golfer. I'm like, oh, sorry, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, or however you pronounce his name. I just the only thing, like the only things I ever remember him being in are three movies, and it's Batman. Yeah. Um, I can't. I just Played drew a Joker, blank. Yeah. I just, I just drew a blank. Uh, I was talking about though. Yeah, he plays the Joker. No, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Here's Johnny. The uh, oh, The Shining. The Shining. Yeah, yeah. Um, the hell's his name? The author of the book. Of the author of the book of The Shining? Yeah. Stephen King? Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen King. King. Yeah. I drew blank. Something I just drew a complete blank. So, The Joker, The Shining, and Anger Management. Those are the only three movies I can ever remember him being in. And he's funny at Anger Management. He says, um, Adam Sandler makes him his egg, and he takes one bite of it and goes, Oh, yeah. He stands up, <laughs> slams it in the wall. It's like, I said over easy. That's, that's great. Yeah. You know what Jack knows? Deck Nicholson probably needs what Flexpedic, make him Maybe. sleep better. He probably already has Go one. Go to flex-pedic.com. Good segue. <laughs> Go to their website, buy a mattress or pillow or a mattress topper, and get one with lavender and infused scents. Because, I mean, I use lavender in everything. I got lavender candles, lavender dryer seats, lavender fabric softener. Got all of it. And then go to their Twitter and Instagram. And hit the link there to go to the website to buy one. Then you'll sleep like a king. And then when you have those sweet, sweet dreams of you flexing on Casper mattress <laughs> or any other mattress. 
Or Mattress Firm. Or Mattress Firm. Just thank Aaron and Kyler. We put you on this. You the Flexpedic. Yeah. Heck yeah. I guarantee you Jack sleeps on one. I guarantee you probably. Tim Robbins sleeps on one. And Ricky Gervais. They all sleep on Flexpedics probably. Probably not. They probably have their own mattresses. Like, why are you getting all these phone calls? Is that from Longview also? This one's from Houston. Don't answer them. They're all fake. <laughs> Hold on. That made me feel gross. <laughs> what was that? Hi. That's all it said. <laughs> That's where you go. Hello? <laughs> or I, I've done this before. I've actually freaked somebody out. A telemarketer called me one time. They're like, hi, my name is whatever from whatever. And I was like, please help me. Please, please help me. And they're like, excuse me? I was like, please help me. I'm trapped in the basement. The phone's at 1%. I need you to help me. I've not been able to call out or receive calls. This is the only call I've gotten. My location is, and then I hung up. Whoa. <laughs> that, and I've, I've done this one at work. I was at work, and I got the same phone call four times. And the fourth time I answered it, and they left me three voicemails. And it was a lady all, all three times, the fourth time. It's like, hello? She's like, hi, my name is whatever. I don't remember. And I said, I'm aware who you are. You've called me four times today. Well, I just want to talk to you about your whatever, like my car insurance rate or whatever. Yeah. I said, listen, my dad handles my car insurance. I said, this is a scam call. If you call me ever again, I said this at work right in front of people, and they're like staring at me like scared. I was like, if you ever call me ever again, I said, I will track this phone call, track your IP address, come to your little office that you work at, burn the place down, find you, and do horrible, horrible things to you. I said, do not ever call me again. And she just kind of paused. She's like, you have a good day, sir. I said, you too. And Whoa. So, dad, whenever my dad gets those calls, he just goes, yeah, that's cool. How much money do you make? I make more than you. Broke. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I just got an update. Um. Uh, well, I was about to segue back into the Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy thing for like five minutes. Oh, here's my dad. Hold on. This will be funny. Help. Hello. I am recording with Aaron. We're over halfway through. I, I, I texted you. I said, put the ladders in the truck, and I will be ready about ten minutes after you get that set up. I said, put the ladders in the truck. Okay. All right. Uh, no, I just want to check. I got out a little later than usual because uh, I had a lady from the California plant uh, call and uh, wanted to talk about some stuff. And, uh, that was kind of late at the end of the shift, so it kind of up. Well, all right, peasant. Well, hurry up. Hurry up. All right. Bye. Bye. Um. <clears throat> so like we were saying earlier, uh, the Dallas Cowboys named uh, Mike McCarthy, their new head coach, the Packers head coach of last year. Him and Aaron Rodgers had some issues, won a Super Bowl with the Packers. Um, so I was telling my dad earlier, actually, that uh, whenever uh, Mike McCarthy coached the Packers with um, with Brett Favre on the team, yes, they had a very good defense. Their defensive coordinator was a guy named Mike Nolan. He's the linebacker coach for the Saints right now. Well, the Saints season is over. Did you see that, by the way? Yes. Yeah, that little push off in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. In overtime, Vikings won in overtime, yep. uh, which the Vikings never win. So that was amazing to me. But um, I already got this update that Mike Nolan worked as linebacker's coach with the Saints this past season. The Dallas Cowboys have named him their defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. So I figured that he would pull Mike Nolan as well as a couple other guys he's worked with in the past into Dallas. I just didn't expect it to happen today. Yeah. So, yeah, Dallas has a new head coach in Mike McCarthy. They have a new defensive coordinator in Mike Nolan. 
And I'm assuming Kellen Moore will continue to yeah. be the offensive coordinator. We'll see how that works because Mike McCarthy likes to call offensive plays, just like Jason Garrett kind of did. But we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm kind of excited for like this year going into the year. But it's like Dallas Cowboys the favorites. I even said they could be very good, but I'm not excited because I've seen it for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, now it's a new whole new era. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Whole new chapter has been started. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Let's go back to movies real quick. Okay. Actually, before that, before we go to movies, um, have you? <laughs> I thought about this because I found the game earlier at my house. Okay. I have the game Shaq Fu. You need to play it. It's actually kind of fun. It's very, very entertaining. Okay. Because Shaq's funny. Okay. Shaq's great. He's all right. You need to play it. You need to come check out my house. You haven't been out there. It's very nice. I've been out there before. Not recently. Not recently. Not since I moved into the Red House. No. We made it all homey. Okay. There's dishes and laundry everywhere, but besides that. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Um, you said you haven't. We Well, how am I trying to word this? We talked about it maybe a month ago-ish because yeah. of the trailer yeah. you know I'm talking about. We talked about The Grudge yep. a while back. And, yeah, go ahead and pull that up. And you said you didn't go. See, th- this is where you and I are different. I do look at Rotten Tomatoes, and I do look at Megacritic, and I do look at those stuff to see how they rate, how they uh, judge and score their movies, but that's not going to change whether or not I go see the movie because there's been a lot of movies that I've went and saw that did not receive a great review that I thought was pretty good or that I thought was funny. Like the movie, you're going to think I'm an idiot, the movie Ridiculous 6. Didn't it get a 1 or a 0 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? What? The Ridiculous 6 on Netflix. Oh, it's not good. It's 0, I think, or 1. Maybe. See, I thought that, very, very childish, but I thought it was very funny. Like, the humor was kind of funny. But I understand why people didn't like it. But the grudge, I'm not understanding. Horror movies either get really, really good reviews yeah, or really horrible reviews. Has a zero. Yeah, it's got a zero. Um, like, with, 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 with horror movies, especially like um, trying to revamp a franchise like The Grudge, you're either going to get really, really good reviews or really horrible reviews. Yep. And apparently, you said this got what? Uh, so it got bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Seventeen. Seventeen. That's horrible. So I go by Rotten Tomatoes because it sort of sucks that it 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 works out this way because I went to film school and I did all that stuff. So I do I look at movies. It's like it's forced in my brain now because I went to school for it for four years. I look at movies like they look at movies. If that makes any sense, I don't look at every movie ev- as a viewer. If it's good enough to sort of get me out of that 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 mindset, then it's good enough to do it. But every movie I go into it thinking, uh, like thinking how a movie critic thinks, because that was my homework for four years. Was they'd say, "Here's a list of movies. They come out. Your homework is to watch that movie and write a review about it." So for four years, that is what I did. So I go into the movie thinking how a movie critic thinks and I try to break up break it down and piece things together and write things down and all that stuff um so I was going to go see the grudge cuz I'm a huge grudge fan um well the original grudge and the they redid it with new actors and a, basically they just same story just different different actors got a 17 um, let's see here. You hear something horrible? This is a good one. Here's a good review for it. Okay. This comes from Clark Collins from Entertainment Weekly. The real asset here 
as well as the movie's main likely problem for many viewers, its bleak tone. There was one moment in The Grudge when the movie, ever so briefly, rose to the level of greatness. Instead, it settles on being merely okay. And, uh... Let's see here. Sarah Stewart from the New York Post. One. Of, this is one of her, uh, her bad ratings. Uh, ultimately, I came away with questions like... Don't a lot of murders happen in a furious rage? So shouldn't there be a little soggy ghost wandering around all over the place? And how did this many talented actors get involved in this mess? <laughs> At 93 minutes, what is perceived as a slow burn is drawn out and painfully dull. The grudge is another remake no one asked for, and the characters imply that as well. A real sloppy movie that comes across as boring. The grudge is a massive disappointment. The grudge is shit. Uh, <laughs> the irony about the grudge is how its main narrative revolves around a spirit who can't seem to let go of the past. And I chuckle because apparently Sony can't either. <laughs> oh, no. So That's my a, favorite one. Nate Adams, you're a goat. You're the goat. <laughs> so here's how I'm going to say this. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave my favorite movie, The Shawshank Redemption, 90%. So if they give a movie higher than 90%, I'm like, okay, it's better to them than the Shawshank Redemption. There's but a... 1917 got 90%. Um, so the top box office movies right now is Star Wars. This is just like, I'm just going to name off some movies right now and give you their t- uh, Rotten Tomato scores. And we'll, we'll, I'll, I'm trying to make my point here about movies that I would never see because it's just stuff I'm not interested in, you know, like yeah. as an average moviegoer. So Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. The number one grossing movie, of course, because it's Star Wars, got 54%. So right in the middle. Jumanji, because it's Jumanji, got 71%. Little Women. I actually do want to see that. I don't even know what that's about. It's a book. Um, I got do want to see that. 95%. I want to see that. Uh, it has Meryl Streep in it, actually. Yeah, okay, um, but I want to see it. It has Emma Watson in it. The Grudge, 17%. Frozen, 77%. Spies in Disguise <laughs> with Will Smith, where he turns into a bird, 76%. Knives Out, a movie I really want to go see. Ninety-seven percent, uncut gems. It's it's underratedly really good. Knives out, obviously not. They give it ninety-seven percent. Like when like when when the trailer and stuff came out for it, I know me personally, I was just like, I don't know about that movie. It looks sort of cheesy, almost. Very good. Okay, we're about to talk about something in one minute. So on Rotten Tomatoes, that you know they ha- they obviously have the tomato meter, like professional critics, and then you have the audience score. In certain movies, you have to go by audience score. Yeah. Because, like, so, uh, let's hear it. Let's go to Jumanji. Well, let me, let me say this real quick. Uncut Gems, 92%. Bombshell, 67%. And the lowest grossing movie right now that's out is Cats. It got terrible. It got 21%, more than The Grudge. There's a movie that's coming to theaters on January 15th that's got 100%. And when I looked at it, I'm so confused. It's called Weathering With You. It's an anime movie. Like a Japanese anime movie, and it's got 100%. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. very odd. So Anyway, what were you going to say? I Sorry. Think, so, like, certain movies, like, um, for example, uh, let's go Hobbs and Shaw. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with... Uh, Yes. 
with uh Will Will the, Ferrell and no the 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 Rock and uh the Rock and it's a uh, the spinoff of Fast and Furious. Oh, I'm 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 thinking of Watson. So and Fast and Holmes. Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. It's basically the Rock's character and Jason Statham's character against Idris Elba, the bad guy. So, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a sixty. Low. Yeah. Audience Not score uh, average. Audience score gave it a ninety. The only problem with that is when you take movies like that, like uh, Hobbs and Shaw or a number two or a number three or a number four movie in the series, you can't really go by audience score because of, uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, people, the audience is going to like that movie no matter what because they've been with those characters for so long. Yeah. It's, I mean, Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have a following. You have a following. So they're going to like the movie no matter what. But movies like, um, let's see here, like 1917. Oh, no, let's go Uncut Gems. So Uncut Gems has a 92 by professional critics. Do you know what the audience score is? A 51. Yeah, because I didn't necessarily get it. Exactly. It's not. It's not an Adam. So you have movie. to pick and choose which one, which which percentage of critiques you go by, because like to me, Uncut Gems was fantastic. It's fantastic. I know why the audience. Score, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I know why the audience score gave it a 51. It's because of the ending. Yeah, but I say the ending. You don't. It's not a happy storybook ending. Exactly. Yeah, it's a. It's a actually real life ending. Exactly. That you don't. That's why. See. The, exactly. I haven't seen so, it, but you spoiled it for me. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what's another one? Um, I was going to say this. Real, the Grudge. Oh, go ahead. The Grudge has a 17 by tomato meter. Audience isn't much better, but it's a 25. Yeah. People that like The Grudge, they're going to vote it. They like it more just because it's, it's, the grudge. it's The Grudge and they're a fan of it. Yeah. So I bet if I went and saw it, I'd be like, it's not it's okay. It's okay. I probably wouldn't like it, but you have to pick and choose what, uh. That's an impression I can do and it's really weird. What? Um, do you know one of the only like one of the few movies that's been pulled out of theaters? I have it right here pulled up. What? And I, I'm so torn about do I want to see this movie just to say that I saw this movie, or do I just want to ignore it and act like I never even heard about it? The Green Inferno, the remake, the 2015 remake. Hey, that's by Eli Roth. Yeah. Which yeah, he did that. not help his career by doing that. I saw that movie. Was it good? It's very intense. It's very gory. Oh, yeah. They like cannibalize It has the kid them, don't they? from Spy Kids in it. Yeah, what's his name? Um, in the movie, his name was Julian. I don't know his real life name. Ariel um, Levi or Levy Levi. Um, yeah. Oh, did you know uh, Cats lost $71 million? Really? Yep. Jesus. They didn't have the, the that movie looked creepy. Yeah, it was <laughs> like I don't want to see. But no, so they had to pull the movie Green Inferno because of how gory and it's awful. so intense. It was so gross that they had to pull I, people. So I, I watched it. I watched it at home. Was um, it good? Where'd you watch it at? Oh, it's on Netflix or is it on? It was on Netflix. It's not anymore. They pulled no. it too. Um, there's a part in it where let's just say this. Do you know what a bullet ant is? Mm-mm. It's the biggest ant in the world. Okay, it's about that big. Okay, is it gross? It's the ant's massive. They tie a guy up on a stick and let it eat him. And they dip him in a pile of bullet ants. And bullet ants, if you don't know, they don't sting. They bite. Okay. And there's thousands of them. 
That's he gross. dies with bullet ants. The kid from Spy Kids, that Julian kid. Yeah. He. He's a pot smoker. He just smokes a bunch of weed. He gives some people from the village some weed brownies. He thinks, like, I mean, I get it because, you know, when you smoke weed, you get sort of lazy. Yeah. So he's like, I'll give it to a bunch of them. They've never had chocolate and stuff before. They'll love it. They'll get lazy. They'll get super we can escape. High. We, can, we can escape. Doesn't hurt out that way. What else happens when you get high? You get hungry. Oh, my God. They eat them. They eat them. Ew. They get hungry. They get the munchies yeah. and eat them. Oh they my eat God. them, yeah. Well, it says they're cannibals, but yeah, this movie, it got 37% on the tomato meter and the audience score, 15,145 ratings, gave it 29%. Yeah. So audience were It's not a good out. movie. Well, it's I, just very gory. I, I just heard it's so gross, like so disgusting and so like vile. Oh, they it is. pulled it because people were like, man, I'm not watching that. Absolutely it is. But another dude gets. Uh, I'm interested. I was interested, but now you're making me not interested. It sounds even more gross than I thought. I'm pretty sure the first dude they killed, they they put him on a little table thing and they cut off his arms and legs. Okay. And they ate him. That's gross. And they carterized it, his his limbs. Yeah. And they ate it in front of him. Ew. And then the last thing they cut off was his head. So, yeah. you're, so you're telling me not to see this movie? Yeah, you watch it. It's gross. It's really gross. I mean, I, I was fine watching it. I'm a, I don't mind. I mean, I don't stuff. mind that stuff either, but it, I still think it's kind of disturbing. I've only... Have you, ever, have you ever seen a movie and stopped watching it because it was so gory? No. I've done, I've done it one time. What? The remake of Evil Dead that came out in 2012. Really? Why? Because... You know what Evil Dead is? Yeah. Okay. There's that scene at the very beginning where the girl, whenever the, the one guy, they're like, don't open the book. It looks crazy. And he opens the book he opens anyway. The book. Yeah. And the girl's running in the woods, and she gets raped by a tree. Okay. It's true. That's gross. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it's in the movie. <laughs> um, that was pretty intense. But then, I think it's just because, so in the 1980s like, version of it, obviously they don't have the technology they have now. So when you watch the old version of it, you can focus more on the story aspect of it. Now they just focus on the gore and the exactly, and, and it's just overkill. Like one, she like cut her tongue in half with a knife, then cut her arm off with a turkey carver. Ew! And she like put her hand in like frying grease, and then like shoved it in dude's throat and stuff. It's you remember, wild. Do you remember uh, at your mom's apartment we watched uh, one of the Wrong Turn movies? Yes. That was pretty gross. Those movies are disgusting. Wrong, <laughs> wrong turn, yeah. Those movies are very gross. I think I would not I think recommend it's watching wrong those. Wrong turn five when the two girls think they get away in the snowmobiles. Yeah, it's, it's when we watch. Yeah, and her head gets cut off by yeah, the wire. They got the they got the uh, the bob wire that's just yeah. hanging out in the middle of the field. And you can't see it, and they just they think they get away, and they're like excited, and then boom, their heads get cut off. Yeah, seeing the movie. Yep. Yeah, it's gross. That's it's disgusting. Um, I'm trying to think of the grossest movie I've ever seen. It's either it's, it has to that. be Evil Dead or Evil Dead or Green Inferno. It's one of those See, I two. Seen either of them, but um, I don't think I'm going to. That's pretty gross. Some of the saws can get a little out there. Not that bad though. Not that bad though. Um, what else? I don't know. I think uh, going I, on a saw. I, think I like saw, the saw movies. Genius. I like the saw movies. They're I very think, good. Uh, the Criminal Mind kind of the way that like all that's set up by Jigsaw is amazing. And I even by what what you know I'm saying by Jigsaw I mean by by the guy whatever his name is you know even after yeah. he's dead that's still going on because of him he's so a criminal mastermind. The director of Saw the first one mm-hmm. James Wan 
The budget for the first Saw movie. Oh, it was low. $5,000. Yeah, it was very, very low. Do you know how much the Saw franchise is worth now? Probably almost a billion. Probably, let me guess, uh, $605 million. Um, <laughs> Was I even close? This man, James Wan, turned a $5,000 movie into a $1 billion <sighs> movie franchise. Dang. You talk about... Do you know where he filmed it? Drake said, starting from the bottom. He My filmed, God. He filmed the first Saw movie in a room this big. Really? Well, yeah, the whole movie's in that little small square. It's in a storage unit. Yeah, it's small. He turned a $5,000 movie shot in a storage unit into a billion-dollar franchise. It's a good, and they're, they're very, very entertaining. Um, Let's talk about... I want to talk about one last thing, and I'm going to ask you right now, because I already told you, but I want to see if you could still... Are you still busy Friday? What am I doing Friday? You said something about your mom and Matthew a while back. Yes. Well, guess what I'm going to do? You're going to see the king. I am going to do something I've wanted to do since about 2005 that I've never... So something I've been wanting to do for 14 to 15 years that I've never been able to do. Um, I didn't even ask off for work because I always work Friday nights. Yeah. I'm off this Friday. So is Brittany. We, along with my father... My dad didn't get me anything for Christmas because this is what we were going to do yeah. because the tickets are so expensive. But we weren't. We didn't. I just told him not to worry about it because I was gonna have to work. And then I saw my schedule. We are going to be at the American Airlines Center on Friday, January tenth, watching the Dallas Mavericks play the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to finally get to see in person, my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time, and just one of the greatest personalities and one of the greatest like people of all time, LeBron James. Yeah. I'm. You have no idea. I'm not smiling right now. I'm so excited. I'm very, very tempted to not even wear a Maverick shirt. I'm very tempted to put on my Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron shirt and wear that. Do it. I want the Mavs to win, obviously. Yeah. But I. That's. Just, I think he's. I mean, what other athletes made a school? You're right. He made a school for underprivileged children to be able to get a quality education, and they had some of the highest test scores in the nation. Yeah. At the I Promise School. I even had an I Promise bracelet for like 10 years, but it broke. I'm excited. LeBron is the GOAT. I am excited. I like LeBron. He is a not only a beast athlete, not only the best basketball player of all time, he's a advocate for um, just human rights, like a diplomat. He's a great – He's a. I, I can't say enough nice things about LeBron James. I love LeBron James. Even though his political views don't always align with mine, He's still doing what he thinks is best. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'm amazed. I'm excited. Very excited. I so bet. Yeah, I get to go see LeBron. LeBron and the Mavs. Hopefully the Mavs hey, win. You get to see your favorite player play. I didn't get that chance. You get to see Kobe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I got a chance to see Kobe. That's play. why I was asking if you wanted to go. You get to go yeah. see LeBron. It's all right now. What if LeBron drops a 50-point triple-double? <laughs> and disgusting. what if Luka drops a 50-point triple-double right next to well, him? That would be disgusting. I mean, just think about that. There's people that think that Giannis is the the passing of the torch has happened from LeBron to Giannis, yeah, or from LeBron to Kawhi. I think the passing of the torch is about to happen from LeBron because Giannis has never got it. Neither yeah. is Kawhi, but from LeBron to Luca. That makes sense. I think Luca's going to face similar. the league. Oh, they're very similar. They have great all around games. Yeah, Luca's just a little less athletic, but a better shooter. Oh, a absolutely. much better shooter. He's much smoother. Yeah, he's fun to watch. That's an art form. Kobe played like an art form. Luca plays like an art form. 
Watch Derek, Luke he's play. more similar to Kobe than he is to anybody else, I think. I didn't know this. Did you know Luca and Kobe, they trained together when he was 13? Mm-mm. I didn't know that. I was, a video That's why he's a killer. The untold story of Luca and Kobe. Back when Luca made his professional debut in at thirteen, Roman, at, thir- at thirteen, because <laughs> uh, Kobe, I was on, I was very, playing, I was on the playground playing, having <laughs> recess at thirteen. Uh, because Kobe uh, is very worldwide known; he's like a big worldwide presence, mm-hmm. big in China. Yeah, um, he, uh, <laughs> I guess he did some training stuff with Luca. Did you see whenever uh, the Mavs went to Los Angeles a couple weeks dap, ago? Dap Luca up. Yeah, he said that he uh, Luca was out on the court, and all of a sudden he heard somebody talking trash in Slovenian, and he turned around and it was Kobe, because Kobe can apparently speak every language ever. Kobe can speak Spanish, Mandarin, Slovenia apparently, or yeah. Slovenia, where yeah. you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, he speaks Italian because he grew up in Italy. Yep. yep. Uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Portuguese, Spanish. Portuguese and Spanish are very close. Very close. Yeah. Uh, Lithuanian, Slovenian. You speak Lithuanian. Yeah, <laughs> he's a smart guy. Kobe also has an Oscar. So <laughs> yeah, he's got five MVPs or five MVPs, five uh, championship rings, five How rings. Does he only have one MVP. Uh, he got robbed that one year From that Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah, I like Shaq. He goes. He says. I've been robbed. And they're like, Shaq, be quiet on that open court where they all sit. He's like, uh, Charles Barkley's like, Shaq, be quiet. And Shaq's like, there's something not right here. He goes, I have one MVP. Kobe's got one. Steve Nash has got two. The math's not right yeah. there. Um, yeah, Kobe has five rings. An MVP. An MVP, two finals MVPs, a, uh, two slam dunk championships. An Oscar. An Oscar. And he can speak bukus of languages. Two uh, Olympic gold medals. Uh he got a bronze there too, like doesn't he? Four, yeah, bronze. Like four scoring titles, a couple of defensive player, uh, def- first team defensive players, multiple uh, first team NBAs and second team NBAs, all stars, all like fourteen, fifteen, all fifteen all star appearances. Uh, Crap, that dude's the greatest player of all time, and he's got an Oscar. <laughs> and he's got an Oscar. <laughs> well, Bron's been in movies. He ain't won no Oscar. Uh, yeah, Kobe's probably the best, <laughs> the greatest of all time. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, when you when you break it all down that way. Oh my god! Yeah, Kobe's got accolades go. up the butt. That dude's a five-time NBA champion. Yep. Seventeen All-Star appearances. Nineteen ninety-seven Slam Dunk champion. Uh, second most points ever scored in a game, eighty-one against Jalen Rose. Uh, <laughs> against most Jaylen seasons Rose. with one team. Him and Tim Duncan. Yep. Right. And, Dirk. and Dirk. Dirk. Uh, twelve All Defensive Teams. Uh, twelve. He uh, he set the record for the time with twelve three pointers versus Seattle. He had the record. Two time finals. Broke MVP, that we watched it. Two Olympic gold medals. One bronze. Oh my gosh. Oh my. And he scored sixty in his last game. We watched that too. Yeah, that was icky. <laughs> That's not. Oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. Yes. And the, and the Oscar, oh my goodness! Kobe's he has a whole. A, he has a website called Mamba Out, and he speaks ninety billion yeah. languages. <laughs> he speaks ninety he, billion he can languages. Probably, he can probably speak Minionese. He can probably speak to aliens. He can probably speak God knows what. Well, probably yeah. You got anything else you want to touch before we? No, I sign think that's. Out? I think that's it. Kobe's the goat's what I've learned today. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that Green Inferno is gross, and Kobe's the goat. And 
and kombucha makes my stomach feel some type of way. I like Kobe's the what he won the Oscar for his dear basketball letter. Yeah. So from the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the great Western form, I knew one thing was real. It's a great. It's a I was going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, this may surprise you. I really have to pee. So, Aaron, where can they find you and the podcast and iFilm Cinema and all that stuff on social media? Me personally, and iFilm Aaron on Instagram and Twitter. You can find this podcast, the NYNP, on Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Podcast. You can find Academy of Conspiracy, which comes out every Wednesday uh, at Academy of Conspiracy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow iFilm Cinema's productions on Twitter and Instagram as well at iFilm Cinema's. I think that's it and you can follow oh if you want to know all the links and stuff like that add me on snapchat at aaron cross 15 the number 15 don't spell it out you dumb dumb tyler where can i find you and all the patreon well bull snot you can you can find me on snapchat at kyler i'm 21 i post um on my story the links for the spotify for uh not Your Normal Podcast, as well as the Academy Conspiracy. Not Your Normal every Tuesday and Friday, AOC every Wednesday. Um, you can find the podcast and support the podcast. The, you can support iFilm Cinema on patreon.com slash Not Your Normal Podcast. Um, we got three tiers. We got the average tier, which is $5, the spooky tier in honor of the AOC, which is $6, and the normal tier, which is $7. You know the, 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 uh, the MO by now. Don't be an average tier person. Be normal. And um, iFilmCinema.com, still in process, should be done pretty quick. When that gets finished, we'll have merch. We'll have bios for uh, Aaron, Nick, and I on there. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, Kobe Bryant's the goat. Uh, <laughs> looking at his accolades for his whole life. I've had to score four times on the page. Still not done yet. Well, shout out Kobe, uh, 24. I guess uh, we will. Really? Yeah. Miami was six. Cleveland and LA were twenty-three. Yeah. We'll be number six next year. One. Oh, it's Anthony Davis. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. Um, we will see you on the next episode. Mamba out.